Hey mamas, it's me, it's your girl Britt, back with a new episode of Christian Mom Uncensored. Yep, we're gonna keep it raw, real, and unfiltered. We may cry, we may laugh, but we'll always have a good chat. Welcome to the podcast. I'm back, and I'm so excited to be back. I have to catch you guys up on what's going on in my life and everything. Full disclosure, Raphael's in my lap falling asleep. So if he starts crying, you'll hear him and I'll stop recording. Blah, 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 you know, mom life. So let me update you all on everything that I've been talking about that's coming and like why, you know, how everything's going and all of that. So first, let me say that I have a baby. He's seven weeks old. He's almost two months old. And ever since having a baby, the podcast hasn't been consistent in terms of being posted on time. And I do apologize. And I am sorry for that. And the reason why I'm apologizing, even though I'm not paid to do this, this is my hobby, it really doesn't matter when I post um, is because I like to take everything professionally. And I do realize that sometimes people listen to podcasts um, to get through the day to, you know, feel someone that they relate to somebody or um, and if I don't post, then y'all can't like talk to me and hang out and have some friendship time. Right. Um, but anyway, as you know, having a new baby, it's just so such a big adjustment and it's hard. And if you've listened to like the most recent episodes, you know, I've actually kind of struggled with this adjustment more than I expected. And so yeah, getting to record podcasts has been really hard. And I am now trying to get into a rhythm and a groove of life. And um, I think that I'm kind of finding my footing, but it's been a really hard adjustment thus far. Okay, so anyway, here's what's been happening in my life. I'm going to start most recently, kind of work backwards and just catch you up. So I lost my phone. If you follow me on TikTok, you know that uh, my phone broke. I didn't lose my phone. I'm sorry. My phone broke. I, my routine at night with the baby is like, I will do all the things like we'll, we'll do our normal bedtime stuff, right? And then we'll get in the bed and he will nurse and then he will fall asleep. And then I will either stay up a little bit later until his next feeding and then go to sleep then, depending on how early he goes to bed, um, which is why I did the other night, or I will go to bed when he goes to bed, just depending on how exhausted I am from the day. So I normally fall asleep listening to an audiobook, right? I put one AirPod in, because I am, I do have the baby, I put one AirPod in, and um, also the reason I have one AirPod in is because my kids are also transitioning to sleeping separately. And I'll talk about that in a minute. And so, so it's just so I could hear any little people in the middle of the night. I'm a super light sleeper. So I'll put in my AirPod. I will, um, listen to my audiobook, set a 30 minute timer. And normally I fall asleep before the end of my 30 minute timer, as long as I'm not scrolling on Instagram or something. So I would do that pretty much all night long. So like when the baby gets up, I'll get up, I'll feed the baby. I might um, try to like watch a show to stay awake because it's so easy to fall asleep breastfeeding. So like I might like watch Desperate Housewives or like an old show that I like can fall asleep to because I've seen it before. Um, the Fosters, whatever. I feel like watching Vampire Diaries and Grey's Anatomy, all my favorites. But so I did that the other night. And so it was like 
two o'clock in the morning and I normally do have a feeding between two and three and that's like the last feeding of the night and then like the 6 a.m feeding is normally when I'm getting up for the day um sometimes I fall back asleep but I've been trying to get up at six just to stay in in that habit so when I go back to work waking up at 6 a.m is like no big deal um and so that way I can be logged on to work by seven and, and like not try to push myself and be up at five, which is insane with like a new baby, but like getting up, you know, and being on by seven is realistic. So I did that. And when I got up the next morning, my phone was black. And so I was thinking, oh no, because there's a point where I was like watching these shows on my phone and like falling asleep but they just kept playing the next episode and I would wake up my phone would be really really hot so I'm thinking oh my gosh my phone overheated or something but that night I listened to my audiobook and so I set the timer so I knew my phone had kind of didn't like shut off but you know wasn't doing anything once my timer for my audiobook went off and so it's stuck on this black screen and if you have an iPhone you may or may not know this it's called the black screen of death when your phone is stuck on a black screen it's just like a system malfunction a lot of times and so you have to do press these certain buttons um and a, a lot of times it'll do a hard reset on your phone you can also do a factory reset on your phone i tried to do all of these things and it wasn't working um and it wasn't that my phone was dead the reason i know that my phone wasn't dead is that my alarm for the morning went off but the screen was black and so I just like hit the snooze button because like, what else was, was I going to do? Or like swiped my phone, screen is stuck black. So for two days, my phone was black because I don't have a phone because I, when am I going to have time to go get this phone fixed? Right? Like I have three kids. My husband works full time and I have three kids. I'm not taking three kids to the freaking phone store. At the same time, I'm trying to figure it out if I can like just send it in and get an upgrade or if I can like, do I need to take it to Apple or like an Apple affiliated location? And I know that one time when my screen was cracked or I had some phone issue, I think my phone wouldn't charge. Something was wrong with my phone right before vacation. I made an appointment at Best Buy and they were going to fix it. And so I'm talking to Ethan. We're trying to figure out what to do. Like, we're adults. Normally, I just be like, Dad, what do I do? And he would just take it and go figure it out. So I, I can't do that anymore because I'm 30, so I just have to figure it out. Um, plus, I can't talk to my dad because he does not live with me because I'm a grown-up and I don't have a phone, so I can't talk to anybody. So I, for two days, we just kind of try to figure it out. So we call T-Mobile. That's my carrier. Um, they're like, yeah, you could bring it in. We can see what we can do, but there's probably not much we can do because normally, like, with an Apple issue, you take it to Apple. I'm debating. I'm thinking it's probably going to cost me an arm and a leg if I go to Apple to get this phone fixed. Um, also, we just need time because at the same time, this week, we are redoing parts of our house. So at the same time, we got a U-Haul truck coming to take out old old furniture we've got um a new dining room table to put up new dining chairs to put up all of this stuff so I'm like trying to get that done because my in-laws are coming over this weekend for father's day and then my friends are coming over for Juneteenth so we just had a busy weekend so like the house was priority my phone needed to get done but then also I was going to have Ethan take it after work or I was going to go after work. But in the evening, to be honest, I cannot function. Like after 3 p.m., no, I cannot do the rest of the day. Okay, my day ends at 3. I cannot keep going. Um, 
And so I'm going to start trying to find something to help me through that out that, that time period. Uh, I'll let you know what I'm thinking about in a minute. Anyway, long story short, I take my phone to the store on Saturday. So Saturday, my in-laws are coming and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take my phone to T-Mobile, see what they can do, see if they can fix it. If they can't fix it, see if I can potentially upgrade and see how much that would be because I was looking at my plan and it looked like I could easily upgrade for $80. It's like $80 to upgrade or maybe pay that or more to get it fixed. I'm like, mm, let's just see if I can upgrade. Full disclosure, I am not good. And I don't think I should be telling the public this, but don't worry. By by time, I, I'll always have expert help in life. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not good at like, like negotiating sales. What do I mean by that? I have never, I won't say I'm not good at negotiating sales. That's not really the right thing to say. I like to shop is what I should say. I'm good at finding deals. I'm good at, I just made myself sound like a bad shopper. No, I'm a good shopper. I I swear I'm a really good shopper. I'm good at finding deals, promos, promo codes from whatever, add all this stuff up, you'll get this much off, so you end up paying this. I'm pretty good at it. Not necessarily couponing. I probably could get into couponing, you know, by the time my kids are teenagers and they're eating me out of house and home, I'm going to need to be using these coupons. But anyway, just to give you some, some backstory, when Ethan and I had Mia, we had Mia, we lived in this apartment, right? And what happened during that time period was I had a phone that broke and I took it to, at the time I had Sprint, I took it to the Sprint store. And while I was in the Sprint store, I bought myself AirPods. I bought myself an iPad. I got a new phone. Okay. And so, and it wasn't like bad. It wasn't bad priced. It was fine. It doesn't matter. It's my life. I got new things. And so I came home and Ethan's like, you bought an iPad? And I'm like, yeah. And AirPods. And I was like, yeah, I'm big balling. It's really easy to spend money when you have one child um, because, you know, it's just a little bit cheaper. It's actually a lot of bit cheaper. So I go to the T-Mobile store and I'm like, if they can't fix this, I do have a Best Buy appointment for Saturday evening. Ethan's just going to take my phone there and see if they can fix it um, because it was like an Apple affiliated place or something near us. And so I go to T-Mobile. Let me just talk about bringing your kids to the phone store. Okay, so my in-laws are coming and I decide to run out before they get there to the phone store and bring Raphael. I bring the baby in and they um, take a look at my phone. He's like, I'm sorry, Um, I can't fix this. It's broken. Um, You could either try to do like a simple upgrade or you could go to... um, Apple and see what they say. Let me say that when I walked into the store, they weren't trying to make me buy anything and they weren't like trying to sell anything to me. That sounds naive. I will say, okay, they were trying to sell certain things to me, but they weren't trying to get me to buy a new phone the minute I walked in. They were just like, hey, um, the only thing I could do for you is you could upgrade, you could go to Apple. Um, or you can go to Apple, but there isn't really much I can do aside from that. And I was like, well, how much can we look at upgrading it? And then as soon as I said upgrade, obviously, they're excited because now they're about to make sales or whatever. And so um, I upgrade it. And so while I'm there, this is three gentlemen in the store. And it was just a great, great energy, great environment. And I know it sounds silly, but I'm in the house 
literally all the time. If I take my kids out to go do something, it's to do something. I'm not talking to other adults. I'm not hanging out with other adults. And so I think that what gets really like brushed under the rug or overlooked by moms and by people in general is that for stay-at-home moms, I imagine that it's even more so like this all the time. Um, but even like for me, who I, I've pretty much been home for the past um, eight weeks, just me and the kids and Ethan, is there's not a lot of time to have adult communication where it's fun. And I've been telling, and I'll switch into this in a minute, I've been telling Ethan, I just want to laugh. I just want to sit and I want to laugh. I just want to laugh. Um, We'll get into that for a minute. So at the store, I ended up upgrading and I did have an iPad that I bought when I had Mia. Um, Ethan accidentally put it in the washing machine like about a year ago and I just never got a new one. And so I upgraded and got one then yesterday and then they have internet. And so the cool thing about their internet is that we, full disclosure, have Comcast and we don't love it. We really don't. Um... And everyone who has Comcast doesn't really love it. It just seems to be their only option. They said that they could easily, do I want to try their internet? And Ethan has been complaining a lot about the internet and how he wants to try to get some extenders and he wants to have someone come out and look at it. And he wants to have all these things done because he likes to work in the basement and I like to work on the main level of the house. Um, and when I go back to work and we're both working at home, it's going to be hard if we're both on the main level. And so since, um, I've been home since he's, since I've had the baby, he's had to kind of work on the main level and it's been fine. He's just been using my desk because the internet's so spotty downstairs in the basement. So anyway, got this new internet. I will say the cool thing about it is there's no wires. You just plug it in. You can take it with you when you travel um, and it's month to month. So like, let's say we don't like it, the internet this month, we just bring it back. It's not like a contract at all. And so I love that there's no contract because you know how annoying it is to get out of like a cable contract, a gym contract, like anything like that is super annoying. So I came home and um, Ethan gave me a budget. I went like $30 over the budget, but I came back with more than my phone and it was good. It was fine. But it was, we were joking, like we really can't send me anywhere because I will shop um, and I will buy. And I, I'm like, I, I love to buy things. And, but I felt so good. And while I'm at the store, I'm talking to one of the guys that works there, not the guy that's directly working on my phone and um, all my products and like setting it up, but just this other guy that's working there, we're talking about kids and he's like, this is not your first baby. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's my third. He's like, I can tell. And I, he's like, that baby's like a month old. Right. And I'm like, yeah. And so we were talking about our kids and he's talking about his daughter and how they went to the mall and she pooped down her leg and she kept walking and like rolled out. And she, he was like, you didn't tell me. And I talked about how Elliot had a blowout at the zoo. It was all up his back. And we were just talking and he, we were just talking about parenting and he's like, you know what? You're a really good mom. And I, it was just really nice to hear, um, someone say like, you're a really good mom. That isn't somebody that's directly related to me, which sounds bad. And this is one thing I will say that Ethan hates about me is that he will validate me all the time, all of the time. You're a great mom. You're amazing. But sometimes I, he's like, why do you listen to outside people more? than inside people. 
And I'm like, sometimes I feel like you say things just to make me feel better. But if an outside person, you know, compliments me or, you know, acknowledges I'm doing good in parenting, there's no incentive for them. There's no like reason for them to say you're doing a good job, right? They just think I'm doing a good job. And he's, it's not that I don't believe him when he says these things. It's just, I know how stressful day-to-day life is. And I know that sometimes he might just want to make me feel better. So anyway, getting out of the house, even just to the freaking phone store, helped my mental health so well. And I've decided that from now on, I'm going to go and do an errand every week. Even if I have to bring Raphael, I'm going to start trying to leave him behind as well and go for an hour and do an errand. It doesn't have to be a self-care thing. If it can be like getting my nails done, I'll do that too. But every week I need to find one thing to get out of the house um, and communicate with another human, even if it's the checkout person, because I do a lot of my life inside. And I feel like that's why mental health just deteriorated for so many people during the pandemic is because we weren't talking to other people. Like I get my groceries delivered. I don't even talk to the person that delivers them. A lot of times I will go out and talk to them. Um, but it just depends. I, um, you know, if I do a coffee order, I'm not like talking to the person I'm placing a quick pickup order because it's more convenient, but convenience is taking away some of that human interaction and communication. And even with upgrading my phone, I could have had them send me the new phone and I could have put this phone in my old phone in a box and sent it back. But I had, even though it took like an hour while I was at the store, it took like an hour and 15 minutes around by the time I was leaving, I had a good time. They were nice. They, they were like, you know, all into the baby and I needed that time. So tip for all mamas that are like, oh, life. It's because we don't have adult interaction. I swear. Like just talking to an adult about adult things, even if it's about babies, even if it's about the babies, it's like, haha, fun. And it's nice and it's good. So let me update you on on my therapy experience. So I have just been going through the trenches like mud, knees deep, waist deep, going through the trenches. And what specifically has been hard has been the day-to-day juggle and the struggle to accomplish. I think that's really where my mental has deteriorated and the anxiety. So it's like kind of twofold. So first, I feel like every day there's a list of things I need to tackle, right? And it's summer and I'm trying to make really great summers for my kids. And so every day I'm like, what are we doing today? That's going to be fun and awesome and amazing and exciting. Are we going somewhere? And are we doing something? Do I have an activity? And then I have to pump at least twice a day so that I have a bottle because if I'm pump I have to at least pump a bottle a day basically not 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 a lot and the only reason why is because I suspect he Rafi will probably need about four bottles while I'm at work having seven is good just to have on hand so that means that throughout the week um he can have his four bottles for the day I'm in the office and then if I go to the gym and he needs to eat or if I I'm running late with an errand or meeting a friend. Like, it's just going to start giving me a little bit more freedom in terms of being with the baby. 
Um, and so, but pumping is a lot. And if you know me, I hate pumping. I absolutely hate it. I'd rather just nurse a baby. It's so much easier in my opinion, because the baby's already always in my arms to just like whip it out and feed him. And it's easier than like packing and storing a bottle. So I have a freezer stash right now. Um, and I'm actually going to start changing the way I freeze my milk. And I'll talk about that. I'll talk about that in a different platform because I feel like I talk about breastfeeding a lot and not everyone is breastfeeding right now, but, um, I'll talk about it on TikTok because then if you care, you can see it. And if you don't care, you don't have to go to the TikTok, but, and then it's like, I need to spend time with Elliot who's had this big adjustment where it was, he was just mommy's only boy. And now he's mommy's big boy. And then there's Mia who she is just getting older. And this is like, she's going to be five. So like, she's only going to be four for a couple more weeks. And this is her last summer of being like a little kid next summer. I mean, I feel like four, five, and even six are still kind of little, but once you get to like seven, eight, nine, like that's a big, those are big kids. And then 10, 11, 12 is like pre-puberty and 12, 13, 14 is puberty, 14, 15, 16 is teenage years. And it just, it goes on from there. And so I just feel like there's all this pressure. Like, did you do the dishes? What are the kids eating? Oh, one kid wants a snack. A baby is nursing, you know, and I do things to help in those situations. But sometimes it's like not everything can happen at once. And so by the end of the day, you know, I wake up early and I go hard in the morning and I try. It takes me a while to get Elliot down for a nap. And because Mia's not napping What was helping before is Elliot would take a nap and Mia would take a nap. And even if she took a 30 minute nap, that was a 30 minute breather for me. It was a 30 minutes where I could breathe and take a shower. I could breathe and watch 30 minutes of a mom show as i.e. the Kardashians. I could, you know, breathe. But because she's awake, she's like, oh, the boys are asleep. Let's play Barbies. Let's do nails. And so what's nice is I am having some good one-on-one girl time, but I'm not having one-on-one me time. And, you know, by the end of the day, when I could have me time, all of us moms relate to this where when it's bedtime, you're either so exhausted. So you're just going to go straight to bed when the kids go to bed. So you're going to sleep relatively early or you stay up way too late because you haven't had any time for yourself to even think and breathe that you want to stay up late watching whatever show or playing on your phone because you need that mental break from the day. Um, And so that's just been, every day has been really hard in terms of like, I want to make sure everybody's happy and then the kids are fighting. And then, you know, if Mia said, oh, we had a boring day today. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I'm really trying to make sure you're not. And, um, on top of that, in my friend group, I'm the one that checks on everybody. I'm not the one that everybody checks on. And so, you know, I could hang out with friends and I'm, I'm transitioning to you guys know the struggle of friends, friendships after motherhood. It's hard. People don't ask me to hang out. People don't say, hey, I can come over and we can do nails and drink wine and watch a a show or hey it's a lot of waiting for me to say hey do you guys want to do something or and so it does suck a lot because my friends don't randomly call me to chat and there is just this heavy loneliness that I'm like 
I'm over here on an island. I'm not. And I am a very, I'm an extroverted person. I'm social. Um, I don't think I'm extremely extroverted, but apparently I am, according to my friends. I mean, because they're my friends, though. And I'm struggling in the friendship department. Now, thank God I do have a mom friend. Shout out to Soraya, who's like my best mom friend. I love her so much. Um, We chat, we text all day, every day. We try to see each other at least twice a week, and it really helps our sanity. But there's still, like, friendships I've had for, you know, more than 10 years or most of my life, and I don't see those people. And so my friendship relationship department is hurting, and I really find that this um, having Raphael mirrors a lot of what it was like having Mia in some of those areas of struggle. So I was dealing with that. And then also anxiety, really, really bad about leaving him. Um, Because honestly, I never wanted to leave Mia. And I had to. And that was trauma. I know it sounds dramatic to call it trauma, but to the point that it stuck with me enough to give me anxiety this time around where I, you know, went to work and I struggled with milk supply and then she had to switch to formula and then she had all these formulas didn't work for her because it made her gassy and she didn't like it and so I had to figure that out and um the fact that I was gone I would count how many hours you know I was away from her and made sure that I was with her for more even if we were sleeping it's just like during the week am I with you more than I'm not and I honestly was at work more because I had a nine to five and I had to be there nine to five. Well, I was there six to two thirty, and then I would pick up Mia and really have an afternoon together. And so then with Raphael and, and going back to work, I don't want to talk about this much because I can already feel the anxiety, but my concern is that work is busy. And although I'm home most of the time when I'm working, I'm going to be able to physically hold my baby, physically feed my baby. I'm not going to be able to mentally engage with my kids while I'm working. And so that's a hurdle that is like, it'll end up being fine because I'll have, um, you know, intentionality, intentionality, I can't say this word, um, when I'm not working. And honestly, not having my phone was really nice because all of the like running to-do lists and checking on this, but I need to plan this. My phone was just put down because I didn't have it. And so I'm starting to put my phone down more. Like if I'm with my kids, I don't need to be scrolling. You know, if they're watching a show and having a snack, yeah, I don't need to watch the show and eat the snack. At that point, I can go ahead and fill up my Instacart in the grocery store that's fine. But if they want me to play or if we're singing or if we're doing a craft or having a meal, we don't need our, I don't need my phone. Um, and honestly, most of the time, Elliot has my phone because he wants to have it. And if he doesn't have it, Mia wants to take pictures and make videos. But anyway, and so I was just dealing with all of this. So like friendships feel like I can't talk. Nobody wants to talk to me. I always have to like initiate talking to them. Nobody cares about me. Wah, wah, wah. Life with kids is hard. This anxiety of work. And, you know, I really like that I can be intentional right now with my kids. And um, then there's my marriage where it's like, well, in all of this sea of newbornness, 
we haven't had any time to be together, like to hang out, to have like quality one-on-one relationship time. So then I feel like I'm failing my marriage. And then it's just like all of these things. Then it's like if I get overstimulated or the kids are, are, are doing something and I yell at them and I'm like, stop it or whatever or whatever. And it's just a lot. Then I feel guilty for that. And it's just like this constant guilt and anxiety and fear, like always. And so all of this made me get a therapist because I was like, I don't necessarily think this is postpartum depression, but I've never had postpartum depression. Turns out I don't have postpartum depression, but I do have anxiety. And so not to the point where I need medicine or anything like that. And if you do, there's nothing wrong with medication. Back in the day, like when I first started my job and I was going through training and I was planning a wedding, I went on anxiety medicine. A hundred percent I did. I couldn't, I, I needed it and it helped so much. So there's no shame in the medication game. I'm just like cautious with breastfeeding and I'm already have enough stress that I need breastfeeding to continue to be amazing. So I'm not going to do that um, right now. But I, what's ironic is that going through all this and like having anxiety to the point where I'm crying and I'm scared and I don't know what to do and I'm down and it's I'm it's not like I'm depressed because I feel like I'm worthless it's like I'm anxious and that's making me cry and so went to Talkspace found a therapist and have been doing these messaging sessions instead of a live face-to-face because honestly right now I do not know when in my week in my day in my schedule I could do face-to-face um and I might switch to -to face-to-face in a little bit as in like we do like a FaceTime call or like a Skype call or like a face message call or whatever, a video call. But she sent me a voice recording. I explained everything and she was like, well, I want you just to start focusing on grounding because I don't want you to be so preoccupied with what you're worried about that you're losing out on moments that you have right now. And so, yes, we are going to deal with the anxiety and the fear that comes with going back to work. We're going to work on that. But let's not lose the time in the moments you have now. And so, um, doing the, like the grounding exercise, like the five senses exercise where it's like, okay, breathe in, take some really big belly breaths and then name five things you can see. Okay. Now name, you know, what about touch? Can you name five things you can touch? Even if you have to like touch yourself, touch your fabric, touch your shirt, touch the person well there might not be a person next to you touch or whatever and then you know let's talk about smell what do you smell right now maybe smell your hands smell your shirt um what do you taste if you don't have with taste maybe take a sip of a drink that's next to you or if you have some food next to you think about what you're tasting and it does help ground you and then it it helped a lot so that helps when i'm in like a panic panic moment to just ground. Then the other thing is just realizing that this time is a gift and I just want to laugh and have a good time, right? If I'm worried all summer, if I'm worried for the next six weeks, yeah, because he'll be seven months old. So I have about, it's more than six weeks that I have off. I think I have like more, I think I have eight weeks left of maternity leave for the next eight weeks have some fun but don't put too much pressure on it Uh, I was talking to my mom friend and we were saying like I was saying like 
you know, I was just want summer. I just want to do summer things. Summer's going to be over and I wouldn't have done any summer. And she was like, it doesn't have to be extravagant. Every day does not need to be extravagant. Your kids are going to love and appreciate the fact that you just sat outside and played. You know, the fact that you just hung out with them. Yeah, it's fine to like go and do fun things too. Like we're still going to go to the beach. We're still going to go to the pool. We're still going to, you know, do all of these things. But that's not what makes summer magical. It's not really. And like also acknowledge that. And she keeps telling me this. You just had a baby. You're you're it's you're still very postpartum. Like he's not that old yet. Like he's not even two months old yet. You are panicking and freaking like two months old because I'm like, my body is weird and I look weird and everything looks weird and everything just compounding. So anyway, that's what's been going on in my life therapist is helping and working it out. I do like talk space. I pay about $50, um, a session. And so what I'm doing is a session like every other week. And what a session is, I have a week long messaging or I could do like a video message. I'm doing it every other week. Um, with my insurance, it's $50. And so it's not bad. And, um, I'm not mad about it right now. It's just been, like quite the experience in the journey. So speaking of all of that, I wanted to switch gears. Okay. So I talked about how we are making some shifts in the podcast. Now that I've kind of told you about my therapy experience, let me tell you what I've been doing. Anytime that I go through something, I like to overanalyze what I'm going through. I think about how like every parent has gone through all of these things. Every parent has done um, and has has had these hard situations um, and transitions and all of this. And so I laid out what areas of life do I typically struggle with as a mom and do I think other moms might struggle in as well. So I laid them out and we're going to focus on each area. I am starting this mom group and um, kind of like a mom space for us to kind of be together and to work through some of these things. Because motherhood is hard, it's not meant to be alone. And oftentimes we have a village, but we need daily access to our village. And that's not always possible. Um, And so what I'm trying to create is a place where all of us can ask questions, can go through different experiences, can um, work on joining this group. And I'm going to put the instructions for joining this group in the description of the episode. I'm also going to put it on Instagram and If you're interested in diving more into what we're going to be covering, then join the group because I think that it will be helpful. And so um, I have two groups. One is for my local area where I'm going to meet with mamas in person. The other is for you all and my internet fam where we can't always be together, but we can meet. And so in doing this, I realized that you might be like, what do you mean we're going to meet? Yeah, we're going to actually meet face to face in these chat rooms where we can actually talk about some of these things. Um, We're also like message throughout the week. I'll post things throughout the week in the group. And um, let me just 
kind of explain how the podcast ties into it. So I'm going to be covering the topics um, and just sharing kind of my experience with it um, on the podcast. And then hopefully um, if you guys join the group or other mamas that I know join the group, um, I'm going to be having either you all or them um, share their experience on the podcast as well. And so kind of opening the podcast up for more dialogue um, because, you know, it's just me on here. And I will explain more how to do that next week um, as we just kind of do a soft launch into this new group situation. Because I know it's like Father's Day, a short week. Um, I want to give everyone a chance and myself a chance to make sure it's all pretty and done nice. Um, But so there is a way that you can submit to the podcast kind of like a voice message or voice recording. And so I will be posting my own link to that in the description of the podcast as well. And so I'm going to um, end the podcast with a question and you all can respond using the link and sending it in and I can add it into the podcast for the next episode. Um, I will always keep you anonymous. So if you don't want to be anonymous, you can just let me know. Send me a message on Instagram. Um, Yeah, I want that. I don't want to be anonymous, say my name, because I want people to know that it's me. Or, But I will always just be like, we're going to hear from this person. Um, I will never say their your actual name unless you are an actual guest on the podcast where me and you are talking one, like, one-on-one um, or in a group setting. But yeah, so basically opening the podcast up for you all listeners to kind of get in, jump on, and have conversation with. And... Um, We're going to be like going through the areas that I have kind of laid out and then getting into that. So what does that look like? Um, For me, I know that as a mom, I think that comparison, identity, relationships, work-life balance, and then family are all the areas that we struggle in. So for comparison, I'm going to talk about that today and end my question on that today. I'm talking about comparing yourself to your sister who you have one kid and um, you have a career and your sister is a stay-at-home mom of five and you feel judged because she's like, oh, you, you, you're working again? Like, and she's with her kids. Or sometimes we compare our homes to other people's homes. Oh, my house is so much smaller. Oh, my house is so much messier. Or, oh my gosh, she's so much skinnier. Oh my gosh, she lost all her baby weight already. She's so pretty. Her outfits are always put together. I just throw on my husband's sweats. Um, And then also like comparing like, oh, she put her kid in all these camps and they're doing all these extracurricular activities and my kids aren't doing anything yet and I'm a bad mom because of it. That's comparison. Identity is talking about like, who am I outside of being a mom? And this is one where if you're in the group, it's going to be kind of cool. And I'll also like present it on the podcast. I just won't spend the whole podcast talking about it. Um, where we, when we get to the talking about identity, um, there's going to be different little activities that you can do to help you re refine and redefine your identity. Because just asking who are you outside of being a mom, a lot of us are going to say, I don't know. And so there's going to be some cool things that we do as a group, um, to help us figure that out. Um, so make sure you do join the group relationships. So this talks, this topic is broad, the relationship area, 
friendships. I talk about how I really struggle with friendships after having kids. Marriage, after having kids, marriage just looks different. Um, Your relationship with your family and setting boundaries and your in-laws and all of that goes under relationships. Work-life balance has to deal with um, finding something that fulfills you, that you like to do, that also makes you money. Um, Spending time with your family outside of work and in managing your time. So if you only have a certain amount of time because realistically you have a job, what can you do with those two hours after school? Um, and then also just enjoying life. If you're a stay-at-home mom, how can you add something to your life that is not kid-focused? How can we bring something to you that um, allows you to do something creative, something that feels good, something that you enjoy that is not just parenting? And even if it is... Um, Maybe you love, maybe you love being a stay-at-home mom. Maybe you're really into homeschooling. Maybe like that is your calling and your passion. Well, how can you help other moms learn how to homeschool? Maybe there's a business there and not everything has to be a business, but I do feel like when we have something and we know it's helping other people, it really does good for our soul. And then last, the last area I said is family time. So like what fun things can we do with our kids? Let's share recipes because we get in recipe ruts, right? Like I do the same rotation every two weeks. Let's see what other people are cooking. Um, Finances, how can we set up funds for our kids? Do we have... um, you know, find, do you have accounts for your kids for their future, whether it is for college or something else? Um, how are your finances? Are you looking to elevate that? And then, of course, um, just like everything surrounding family. And so in the group and on the podcast, we're going to be looking at all of these areas and really breaking them down one by one. So with comparison, we're going to talk about comparison in general today, and then we're going to get really specific about it, um, especially in the group. And then the same for identity relationships, work-life balance, and family time. Um, And that's kind of the direction the podcast is going in. I'll still be raw, real, and uncensored and update you guys on my life in general. But I felt like the podcast kind of needs some structure. And these are areas I would like to work on myself. And I think it'll help improve my mental health. And I think that if you're someone who struggles in any one of these areas, it can help. I know comparison is the thief of joy. And it's really hard not to compare yourself at all. And um, so one thing I know that I struggle with that I think a lot of moms do when you have little people is my house doesn't look aesthetic. It's not aesthetically pleasing. I'm looking at laundry right now. I have organizing bins, but they're not like pretty and perfect and on shelves and like neatly labeled with specific items. It's just like whatever, put it in the drawer kind of thing. And um, I've been really working on my house these past couple of months, but I feel like it still is never quite perfect enough or never right there and the reminder that I have is that like for five years this is this is reality that sounds like a long time it's not Mia is five years old next month it goes by really quickly until they're about five and even like four this is your reality they need you your kids need you emotionally um your kids need to be messy it's fine. And I know some people are really good at this like organization and all this stuff. And I'm trying to get better, but also acknowledge like it's going to be a mess for a while. That's okay. 
as long as it's not dirty. There's a difference between a mess and dirty. Dirty is like not sanitary. But a mess is like there's Legos on the floor, there's laundry that's being folded, or that laundry that needs to be folded in the chair. There's, you know, it's hard, right? It's hard out here in these streets of motherhood. Um, A lot of times we see these perfect homes on um, Instagram and TikTok and things, and we feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing a good job because blah, blah, blah. And I have fallen into that trap where it's like, they went to the beach, I need to go to the beach. Their home is perfect, my home needs to be perfect. She's in really great shape, I need to be in really great shape. She has a cute matching set, I want a cute matching set. I get really sucked into that comparison game. Um, and so, like I said before, like with having a really great summer, the reality is I have a newborn this summer. The reality is I have a newborn this summer. This summer and next summer are going to look very different. One, I, I'm going to be switched into a different career path or at least an additional career path. Um, with more career means more money. More money means more travel. Um, two is having a newborn. You know, being a full-time breastfeeding mama is demanding. He very rarely, he's taken a bottle twice in his last seven weeks. He's going to have to take another bottle tomorrow. I'm going to, I'm going to make him. Um, but it's, the reality is that I can't go, you know, on a winery event with my friends for however many hours. I have a baby and that's okay. I, next year he'll be one. Next summer he'll be one. And one year old. Full disclosure, my favorite age, I always say this because they're still baby, they're still babies, still baby, like they maybe can barely talk and, but they're fun. They start to have a personality. They're typically happy. Um, they're eating real food. So like, yeah, they might still be breastfeeding because my kids typically breastfeed for two years. Um, but maybe they're doing it just at night or just at bedtime, or only for comfort, and so you're not as, like, physically restricted, I can run to the store for three hours if I want to come home and cuddle the baby, you know what I mean, the little one, so just acknowledging that this season is a season, but let me enjoy this season, um, yeah, so that's the direction we're going with the podcast, and I'm excited for the group and all of the the work we're going to get to do, because I realized that there aren't things we get to talk about with other moms. You join a mom group, you go hang out, you talk about your kids, and that's it. You don't sit, unless you have a small group at church, that's about this. We're not sitting and talking about, okay, comparison game. What helped you stop comparing yourself? What, 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 blah, blah, blah. Like, we don't sit around and talk about things that are really hard or really deep. Me having to go to therapy over going to work. We don't talk about how a lot of people go like, oh, you're, you're working, that's selfish. Or, oh, you're staying home, that's great. Or vice versa. But we don't talk about how hard it is to do either. It is hard to stay home all the time. There's no adult stimulation. There is constant overstimulation. I'll tell you that I predict the days I go into the office... I end my day really happy because I'll have seen, I'll get to see my babies at the end of the day and I will have missed everyone, but I would have also gotten to dress up for the day, look professional, talk around adults, have coffee, eat my lunch in peace. I I think it's going to be hard, but it's going to be a good break in the week for me. Um, and acknowledging that is like, the truth is that we all need breaks. 
whether that is a day away or a week away, a year for vacation, I am not at the point where I'm ready to leave my kids for that long. I really am not. Um, and I probably, in a year, I might be willing to go away overnight. And that's it. But that's, that's just, I'm just an attached parent, that's all. Okay, so that's that. We're going to dive into these topics. Um, I know with comparisons, I definitely struggle that area a whole lot. Again, these are all areas I struggle in, so I assume you guys do too. And even if it's like, um, wow, my best friend is having her third grandbaby and my kid isn't married yet. Am I going to get to see my grandkids? I mean, that's just like older. I don't necessarily always talk about the parenting adults because I don't have adult children, but my mom has adult children and I think she does a phenomenal job. So I think I'm going to try to set up some time for me and her to get on the podcast because I think that she has a lot to say and I think she would have a lot of good things to say and it could be a good time. Okay. So I wanted to just say something to everyone that is something that sometimes I struggle with is that it's not too late. I feel like sometimes we think like, our life is going to be over, or I, man, I haven't done anything yet. I'm not going to do anything with my life or this goal or dream. I always said I wanted to write a book and I haven't, I haven't done it yet. Like it, life's, it isn't over. And for a lot of us, especially as like women and like as me, I feel like the older I get, the more anxiety about getting older I get. Like, oh my gosh, we need to buy a house. We need to have our dream home. And yes, that's important. Yes, it's a goal. Yes, I'm working on it. Yeah, hopefully in the next, you know, year or two, it it, it surfaces and it's fine. Um, When we get it, we move in and it's great. But I'm also not going to settle on a house just because I want to buy a house. You know what I mean? But I feel like sometimes we feel like it's too late. Or like, let's say your kids are all grown. That doesn't mean that you have to stop growing. That doesn't mean that you don't get to have a new career path. Um, Something that, you know, my siblings are Gen Z for the most part. And something they're really good at is hopping from job to job. And I've been at my job for the past, like, seven years. And the good thing about it is, like, the stability, the pay. There's certain things that are really, really good about my job. Um, Does that mean I'm afraid to leave my job? In a sense, yeah, but I'll leave when the time is right. Like when, you know, the Bible says when the time is right, I will make it happen. And so when God, you know, when the time is right, I will go and I will do what the next thing is. And sometimes we get kind of hung up in the chapters that we're in, or we feel like the chapters that we want to turn to aren't coming. It's coming. It's just not always on our time. And then like, you're never too old to start something new. You never, you know, let's say like, for instance, now that I, you know, I haven't worked out in like a year, like serious, hardcore working out. Um, when I was pregnant, I did not a whole bunch, honestly, but I did still exercise a little bit, still got on the treadmill sometimes, not, not often though. And so I'm ready to do like a boot camp, and I know it's going to kick my butt now that I'm 30 and it's like, I'm going to feel it differently. But it's not too late to start a hobby. If I wanted to start running, I always wanted to do a marathon. I'm not a runner. How am I going to do a marathon? I don't have that goal for this year. And I feel like also just know that everyone's chapters look different. 
So I see people with newborns and all of these kids and they're just traveling. They're going. It doesn't matter. Um, Well, for me, traveling with my kids is really stressful. Um, Having my baby cry the whole time is really stressful and something I'm not willing to put up with for like a far distance. The other thing is I'm not willing to fly with a newborn. Airplanes are absolutely disgusting. Now, just because I see all these people posting and traveling and doing all these fun things doesn't mean that I'll never do that again. It just means that for this summer and for the next six months, I might not be interested in doing that. But I know that like there comes a day where it does get easier with the kids. You know, I've, you know, me as five, I've at least raised a child to the age of five. And honestly, five is a great age. They're independent, they're smart, they still want to play with you, they're still sweet. Um, and Ethan said the other day, like, I, I'm not ready for Mia to have a big girl voice. And like, obviously she doesn't sound like a baby, but a five-year-old kid sounds like a five-year-old and an eight-year-old sounds like an eight-year-old, you know? Like, I'm not ready for that either. And you all know that my, the reason I got therapy and all this stuff is I have like this time anxiety of everything's going to happen so fast. Everyone tells me it goes by so fast. Everything's going so fast and I'm not doing enough. And all of this like anxious energy. Um, that I'm really trying to redirect and that I've been doing better at these past couple of days. Let me just say, I am new into this therapy journey. I am new into this, but I have been praying, God, help me, help me to be present, help me to not live in fear of what's next and what's new, but to be excited for it. And that's something I have to work on. Um, I cried for two weeks when Mia graduated preschool. It sounds dramatic, but I, it's just like, I know in a minute it's going to be high school and then in a minute it's going to be a wedding and in a minute it's going to be, you know, I'm going to be the old mom in the crowd and I'm not ready for that. Selfishly, I'm not ready for that. But aside from that, why am I so, you know, anxious for, you know, in literally 12 years, 13 years, in 13 years, I'll have to deal with it. You know, a lot can happen in 13 years. And I also know that as you know, once Rafi's bigger and I settle into this new chapter of not having little littles, it'll get easier and there'll be things I love about it and there'll be memories. Because I think about Mia and I don't necessarily look at her and cry when she was a baby. Like she's still under my roof. Um, she's going to be hanging out with me for a long time before she like graduates high school. And then even after that, like most kids are staying at home these days. Like I didn't move out of my mom's house until like junior year of college. And then I moved in with um, Ethan because we were engaged. But just don't, I'm just kind of trying to be excited for this chapter instead of like being afraid of it because I've honestly been scared. Like, oh my gosh, I haven't accomplished, you know, these things. And it's like, when it comes to measuring like your success or measuring your life, one for me, it's really important to make memories with my kids and my family, right? Really important to establish these deep family roots. The other thing is that I want to do things I want to do too. I still want to travel. I still want to go do X, Y, and Z. When I go to Disney, I have things that I have a day that's like Magic Kingdom Day is all about the kids. I don't care about anything. I've ridden a lot of the rides. I've done it before. It's all about going at the kid's pace, um, having fun. When we're ready to go back, we can go back like to the room. Like It's all good. But Epcot is mommy's day. That is mommy's day. Okay, so it's not about y'all. It is mommy's day. Um, 
you know, going to the Beauty and our Be- Beauty and the Beast lounge. That's what I want to do. I want to dress up. I want to feel cute. Go out with my husband. No babies. That's for me. And so, anyway, I just want to remind you that you still have all the time in the world to accomplish things. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't like seize the day and be thankful for every day because we never know when our time is up. But I don't think we should be anxious for when that time is up, right? Like I want to look back and think, I enjoyed my life. I enjoyed my kids. I did that because when I, you know, after giving birth, I'm sure, um, well, I don't know how everyone feels depending on your birth story. I, there's a lot of traumatic births out there, but mine, mine have been really great. And afterwards, I, I looked and I said, I did it. We did it. I looked at Rafi and I was like, we did it because it was a journey. Okay. Anyway, so go live your life. Don't be afraid. Have goals. Dream. Don't be like, I'm too old for this. I'm too this for that. No, 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 no. We all have time in our lives and just enjoy your family in the season and chapter you're in. For me, I'm like anxious to be out in the world and hanging out. That's not the season or the chapter I'm in and that's okay. I'll have that season and chapter again. This is the baby chapter and it's one of the best chapters. And, um, that doesn't mean that I need to stay in the house all the time though, because I, I like cabin fever is real y'all. And I'm like an out and about type of person. The other thing is just remember that it's not always, and I said this earlier, it's not always about how much you do or how much you buy or how many places you go to, to make memories with your kids. It's about how present are you? How intentional are you? And I think that's what matters more. Um, we're living in some hard times financially. Um, inflation is really biting everyone in the butt. And I've seen so many moms post, I feel bad my kid's not going to camp this summer. I feel bad that we're not going and doing a big beach trip. I feel bad. It's fine. There are many, many years that I didn't go to the beach, that I didn't go to camp. I still had great summers just hanging out and playing, just having that time with family and your kids will too. And then it'll make them appreciate the times when you can go out. I think on a level, I've spoiled Mia because every year on her birthday or right around her birthday, because it's like the end of July, we travel, like we go somewhere. And so this year is Massanet and last year it was Myrtle Beach. The year before that, we had a beach house in Delaware. The year before that, it was like her very, very first year, it was Virginia Beach. So like we always go somewhere, even if they're not like, we're not like going to the Bahamas or like um, St. Thomas. It's not like that bougie, but she is like, where are we going for my birthday? And I'm like, oh, I'm glad that we have the tradition though, because I do feel like experiences are worth more than presents and toys that are going to get broken. Of course, she'll still get toys on her birthday, but having, you know, vacation where everyone gets to hang out and she gets to see her Gigi and she gets to play at the water park, you know, that's a memory. And like, she like remembers Myrtle Beach so much. It's her favorite vacation yet like over Disney she's like Disney was really fun but I really loved Myrtle Beach and I think because my grandma was there anyway long story short short story long I'm gonna go have a great week be blessed now if you are paying attention to the podcast listening to me want to submit um to the podcast I'm gonna post the link if you have a question, if you have a topic, if you have something you're struggling with, if just go ahead and send me the voice message and I'll probably play it and respond to it on the podcast. But the question that I'm going to ask for this week, for this week, 
What is the one thing you are struggling with? What is the one thing you are struggling with? It could be I'm struggling to lose weight. I've always struggled with my weight. It could be I'm struggling with which school to send my kid to. There's too many options and I'm not sure what's the best. It could be I'm struggling with the decision to have another baby. What are you struggling with? And the reason why I want to ask this question is because a lot of times we feel like we're by ourselves in our struggle. I'm struggling with the fact that I'm not a stay-at-home mom. That's something that I always say, right? A lot of times we feel like we're the only ones going through what we are going through. I'm struggling financially this year. I'm struggling, whatever it is. I'm not actually, I don't like to put out that energy. I am abundant. I am wealthy. Like I like to say what I want, want what I say, like speak good things over my life. But aside from that, we all do struggle. And I think it feels hard when we see other moms, we think they got it together. We see other people. If we can all just be honest, I think we would all feel better because it's like, oh, I'm not alone. I'm struggling with the amount of laundry I have to do today. It could be serious. It could be like just life. Um, What are you struggling with? Um, Go ahead and send me a voice message. If you don't want to do that, I'll also post on Instagram so you can answer on there um, as well. And just kind of be honest. We're all real and uncensored. Okay, beautiful people. I will talk to you all next week. Um, I'll be posting, posting, posting. I will be letting you guys know about how you can join the group and what that space looks like more on next week's episode. Again, I want it to look pretty and be all set up so when you join, it's not like a shell of a group. It's like a group. And we will connect very soon. All right. Be blessed. Bye.